Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are back yet again to discuss some wrestling from 30 years ago, almost today. Are you ready, Jen? Yeah, like a month-ish. A couple weeks-ish. Three. Three, four. We're working. We're getting there. We're getting there. We are slowly crawling to the king of the ring. We, I believe our roster is almost set after this weekend of who's going to be there, who's in, who's out. I'm pretty sure the eight are there. Close. I think so. But what we're really here to talk about, what's on everybody's mind, who is this kid (laughs) and why will he not accept the offer, multiple offers made by Razor Ramon for a match? So let's dive in. Jen, we are covering the May 29th, 1993 episode of Superstars, filmed in Worcester, Mass, on May 4th. And we are covering the May 31st episode of Monday Night Raw, filmed at the trusty Manhattan Center. I don't have exactly what day that was filmed, but I'm going to guess it probably wasn't May 31st. I don't know. I was really trying to find it last night. Uh, actually, it was. Yeah, well, I mean... It's... Good job by Hacksaw getting the crowd going for uh, the Fallen Soldiers. Well, Jen, run it down. What did we see? Like, I feel like it was a good job, but then the pledge kind of took it like a step. Look, a... if you're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> anywhere, you should probably do it on like Memorial Day, right? I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of like the day to do it. That's like, true. I don't want you doing the Pledge of Allegiance on like Labor Day. That just kind of makes you seem socialist all the way around. You know what I'm saying? True. Labor Day, the holiday for the workers, because they work too much. Well, run me down. What the hell did we see? Oh, okay. Um, Superstars. May 29th. We see a whole lot of, um, meh, you know? We got a Tatanka match. We have a Doink the Clown match. Yokozuna. Steiner Brothers. Come and destroy some guys. Mr. Perfect. And that's really it. It was all just um, jobber matches. Okay. Uh, They're just trying to get us hyped for King of the Ring, really, and get us interested in who this kid is. That is basically the, um, that's just the whole tone of this. There's also a Sensational Sherry interview with Bonnie Blackstone, um, where she says she's going to rip out every hair of Luna Vachon's eyebrows. Which is a vibe. Like, I feel well, like that's a, that's a vibe. I don't really... Well, Luna is on her knees saying, Sherry, you truly are sensational. Like... <laughs> their, their angle is something. I, it's an angle that I forgot. Uh, yeah. But as I'm watching it and trying to actually uh, pick it apart, <laughs> it's a vibe. I'll say that. E- yep. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know... They're trying to hype up Hogan and Yokozuna. It's not... Do you care about that, really? No. Okay, great. Uh, So that's Superstars. Then we get Monday Night Raw, as you have mentioned, on Memorial Day. Which starts with Jim Duggan out on the streets with all the people lined up to go in, waving his flag and his 2x4, chanting USA. And getting everybody all excited about Memorial Day. And it starts this... Episode starts with a match between Bam Bam Bigelow and Marty Jannetty, who I'll remind you is the current Intercontinental Champion. So this is an Intercontinental Championship match. They like to really, they like to really hammer home that Marty is a fighting champion. 
he's had the belt now for 12 minutes. <laughs> Fighting champion. One week, through. he's out here. Through and through. And the point of this match, besides to remind you that Marty Jannetty is... Actually, it's a good match, right? They're both good. I felt like it was enjoyable. But the, I, I think the whole point of this is really because Sherry is in Marty's side and Luna is in Bam Bam's side and they want to further that whole feud. Which is like all that ever should have been done from WrestleMania. Just put, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be like Elsa though, and you gotta let it go. I can't because it's to. so like we're right here. It's May. That was what end of March, early April. So close. Like that. it was all right there. That was April, and now it's May. Because so then it's your actually man not that far away. Because your man Tatanka jumps in in the middle of this <laughs> match at the end of this match. It's wonderful. Yep, in his black jeans and black cowboy boots, which mm-hmm. again. Shirtless though, best because course, because you could wear the jeans shirtless situation. and the boots, but you can't. God forbid you wear the shirt. No, how are you gonna how are you gonna throw punches if you got all this cloth? No clue. Holding you back, you know. No clue. Um, Steiner brothers come and destroy Rich Myers and the Executioner. Um, we get a boring Mister Hughes match. Um, then we get a hacksaw Jim Duggan match. He's getting everybody to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And then Razor Ramon, where the whole crowd is chanting for the kid. They want the one, two, three kid. We get in both. Okay. So we'll, we'll dive further into that. But yeah, everybody loves the kid. And um, at the end, Yokozuna comes out with Mr. Fuji and they're waving the J- Japanese flag. So it's basically USA versus Japan all over again here at the end. And that wraps up our episode. I'd say pretty decent raw episode. I feel like it's heating up a little, right? Like, Well, let me tell you, you three dark matches that apparently we didn't see. One of them, Russ Greenberg versus L.A. Gore. Russ Greenberg is the one who also sometimes goes by Ross Greenberg. Correct. Who? What is that? I don't know. So it's like a jobber v. jobber? Yeah, I think they were trying to maybe push... One or the other, I probably Russ Greenberg, Russ Greenberg, but that didn't work. A Bastion Booger Bob Backlund match, which ended in a draw. Which I'm really like, what is a draw? Like, not a double countout. Doesn't say it ended a double countout. Says so a draw. The bug has entered the chat. I'm I'm wondering if maybe this was somehow like a King of the Ring qualifier or something. I don't know because how did it end in a draw? Like a countout? I I don't. It would. It doesn't say double countout. You know, sometimes it says ended by DQ because there was one other match. Which makes no fucking sense. It probably just did the time limit. Because I guess all these matches are supposed to have time limits, you know? Jim Duggan, who we will see later. Mm-hmm. So we'll see him multiple times in the same episode. Jim Duggan. Right. And Rick Steiner. So they are a tag team. Against Bam Bam Bigelow and Yokozuna. What? That. <laughs> Why? Bam Bam and Yoko lose by DQ. That's, I don't know. That's confusing. I guess I, I, they I, I, just I want know. to, in some way, keep the Hacksaw Jim Duggan Yokozuna feud alive. Because it is Memorial Day. Maybe they're just trying to give you a little bit of that. I guess. Or maybe that's just like something that they had where they were like, they, maybe that was later. Maybe these other ones were first and then that those were later, that, that, that taping. Like later that show. Because, I mean, that would just be for the people, right? So every now and again, you see if you're on Twitter, you see stuff that they're doing as they're touring now where you're like oh here's a match of like bianca belair and becky lynch versus whomever and you're like it doesn't make any sense but it's just like they're doing it just for the people that are there to like see the people they want i don't know it doesn't make sense well we haven't we haven't seen bash and booger yet have we 
No, because he came out as the fr- no. He was the friar. The friar. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, he yeah. I mean, he came out as a friar. So I don't know. Maybe so now, just... so now the the booger can just show up at any time. I I have to be prepared to know. Well, remember, he's going to be like an announcer at some point. I don't remember when they take over Macho like Man maybe next year. There's yeah, like I don't know. a while where like they just have random. Um... Maybe that's when uh, I feel like he needs. I don't know. I feel like Johnny Polo shows up as an announcer. Yeah, I feel times. like they all do. Mm-hmm. But that's what we got. So I mean, that's like that match, the Jim Duggan Rick Steiner combination. Like I don't understand what that's about. <laughs> like it just is kind of it's out there, it's and random. I don't. It's random. And then Bam Bam and and. Yokozuna, I guess, is like your two biggest, quote unquote, biggest, like physically biggest. They're the two heels that you have right now. The two most agile big guys I've ever seen. So I guess yeah, I but I'm saying they're the biggest heels. We didn't get that. Well, what do we want to talk about about the superstars, or what do we want to talk about any of the action that we actually saw? Because I feel like there was like a match in here, a wonderful. Uh, there was a match in here. There was two Steiner brothers, uh, complete and other domination of people. And then there was what I, I'm going to argue here. I'm going to argue two things for the last two matches. One of them being mm-hmm. like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a video game character. And the other argument is <laughs> who has the best, um, who has the best matches with jobbers. So what else did we get? And that's going to be Razor Ramon. I'm going to, I have a point I want to make on that. So what else did we get? What else do you want to talk about? Anybody here? Mr. Perfect, Mr. Hughes, any of that stuff? Um... Like you just start where you with where you want to start. Well, I'm gonna start. Okay, you got, you've got some thoughts right now. We're gonna go kind of out of order here on this episode because I feel like there's really a couple different things going on. First of all, my highest of highest level of like a question that sounds like a high thirteen year old asks Bobby Heenan. A high thirteen year old. Like so, it's like a thirteen year old that's high, <laughs> like in, like in junior high. Like this is a question that a child, like a teenager. That smoked weed would ask this question. Bobby Heenan, during the Mr. Hughes match, says, what would you do if you were on the streets and you you saw Mr. Hughes and Mr. Perfect? Who would you call Mr.? I think that happened in the Raw episode, but we could That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it. The the Mr. Hughes... Oh, I thought you were talking about superstars. Um, No, Mr. Hughes, Burt, Zantino match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did ask that. He did propose this this question. (laughs) (laughs) And as an adult, I'm like, I don't, like... You can only call one a mister. That's, you can only call you one a mister. It, it makes no sense. Are you do, are you only allowed to say mister one more time in your life? Is this liar, liar? Like you've ran out of words? I like I don't understand. Is this a hypothetical? But like, that hypothetical is literally something like a high 16-year-old says. I feel like, like what something. Is that, what is the sense of that? Who do you call mister? There you go. Who do you call mister and why? Who are you going to call mister in that scenario? It depends. Am I calling someone Mr. because I don't want them to beat me up or am I calling them Mr. because I respect them? We didn't get that far. Bobby Heenan said you're walking down the street and you could only call one of them Mr. Is it Mr. Perfect or Mr. Hughes? Who is Mr.? Out of respect, Mr. Perfect. Out of fear, Mr. Hughes. So if you don't call him Mr. Perfect, do you just call him Perfect? Do you just go, hey, Perfect, hi, Mr. Hughes? Or do you go, hey, Mr. Perfect, hi, Hughes? Like, what do you do? I go, what's up, Mr. Hughes? Hey, perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's a vibe. Well, I guess this whole reason is because, like, at the King of the Ring, they are facing you. There's a Mr. versus Mr. match. Right. But, <laughs> but again, it makes no sense. I'm going to go it's with, so if, if I had to, if I had a uh, Nerf gun to my head, because that's at the level of stupidity of this question, this this hypothetical, 
The answer is Mr. Perfect because he's a face, so then he'll protect you against Mr. Hughes. You don't want to, like, side with the heel. That's, well, maybe you do. I trust Mr. Perfect to be able <clears throat> to not perfect plex a man that's that much bigger than him, but we'll see what happens. Like, I think the listeners really need to know something about you. Okay. That you don't do hypotheticals. N- well, no, I do no, hypotheticals. No, you don't. You don't. Okay, hear me out. Hypothetical. Of a hypothetical. Hear me out. It's that when you hear a hypothetical like that, (laughs) (laughs) it's great. You're walking down the street and you see Mr. Perfect and Mr. Hughes. Which one do you call Mr.? Mm -hmm. Both of them. There's no reason you can't call one or the other. There goes the phone. You could just say, Sup, Mr.'s. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do they both have fanny packs? I mean, whoever has the fanny pack, I'm going to call Mr. Right? Well, I'm, I would assume that Mr. Perfect at least would. 100. 100. I don't really know about much about Mr. Hughes. Yeah. I don't even know what his real name was. So that was that was one point that I had here. That was on the Raw. Mm-hmm. On the Superstars, <laughs> another point I had was we were ha- we had an interview. Was it a face-to-face? Or are we talking about Sherry? Uh, I'm talking about Razor Ramon. Mm. I'm talking about my man Razor Ramon offering a $5,000 bounty to the kid on Superstars. Yeah. Kid responds wearing his lucky Monday Night Raw shirt. Well, no, the kid responded to the 2500 on Superstars, right? And he basically was like, you know, I'm not going to get beat up for 2500 and then Or could get beat up. For twenty five hundred, yeah, in his Monday Night Raw shirt. So he's wearing the same Monday Night Raw shirt. He looks so so little with this in the same background. It's a little baby. And then Razor has a match, and then he offers him five thousand dollars on Superstars. Right. So that so that's a, a, a scenario we have now. So now Razor Ramon five thousand dollars cash. Uh huh. And he then one two three kid responds on Raw to right. the five thousand dollars. But what I'm not getting is for those that know the economics. I'm pretty sure that the point of showing up at these arenas is to make money. So the guy is offering you money for something you probably did for like 50 bucks. You put his cock, you put your cock on his ball, on, in, on balls, on his face. I saw the move you made. It was a little slop. It was a little sloppy. It looked like a reverse 69. Okay. It was a lot. Let's be real. This is explicit. It was a lot. The move doesn't <laughs> look so great. When you watch it, he's got to perfect that moonsault, right? You probably did it for like 60 bucks. I would say one would assume 250. We're in New York. One would assume on the economics of, of jobbing, right? You probably didn't do it for a ton. So now this man is over you five thousand dollars. You probably get at least a couple hundred. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Now we're here, you're getting offered five thousand dollars. As a casual viewer, how am I supposed to believe that you're not going to do it? Right, as, as a small child, because I'm gonna say this angle, I sp- I 100% remember this entire thing, because I remember being like Razor Ramon is terrifying, but also like you already fought him, so like why wouldn't you fight him again? Well, That's all I got. You don't know how much these jobbers are making, right? Especially as someone just watching as Fair. a kid. Fair. So that you wouldn't know. Maybe he makes five thousand dollars a night. You have no idea. Um. But when you were a kid, hold on. When you're a kid and you watch sports, right? Any sort of sport. Are you really thinking, like, yo, the guy that's playing baseball? Like, my man, Daryl Strawberry. Don't, don't talk bad about him. Uh, I'm Darryl. throwing in Daryl, right? He was my favorite. Your man, I know. 18. I know. Your man, Daryl's out here, right? So your man, Daryl's out here. Are you really thinking, you know, 
he's got to go up to bat again to make sure that he can pay for, you know, his kid's uh, periodontist appointment. Or you just like, he loves baseball, right? Because you're a kid. You're thinking about like, you play the game because you love it, right? So these guys are wrestling. You're, you're not really thinking of the economics of it. But I mean, $5,000 seems like a lot of money. 2500 seems like a lot of money. Um, so that's the point. Like, why would they not want to do it? I don't think that baseball is a good comparison, though. Because you're wrestling somebody, and now this guy has a vendetta against you, and he wants to actually destroy you. And it's Razor Ramon. He's a big fucking... Hockey. Um, football. Intimidating hey, guy. Like No, but it, it's all... Like, this is... Like, boxing would be a good comparison because it's like fighting but right? boxing this is, guy could boxing destroy a, you boxing is a poor comparison i'll tell you why because as a kid especially at this time we got mike tyson running rough shot on people people are still stepping in the ring he's taking the ears people not yet people are still stepping <laughs> in the ring well, he's gonna like evander holyfield's around these people people are stepping in the ring okay. they're like i want to fight but this look guy. at evander holyfield and then look at sean waltman at the hot 19 years old like he looks like a little baby first of and all razor stop ramon right is a there. big dude you just called him a hot 19 what does that mean when you say hot 19 i didn't mean like mean? i meant like he's like a like a like a like a fresh 19 you know like, like but he already baby. beat him he already but it was went like, in the ring it was like a one like uh, he beat him. That doesn't mean he's going to beat him every time. Razor could destroy him. But he didn't. He could, but he didn't. So that, that's the point. Like, as a so cash, So if you wrestle you him again, it. now you know, as a cash, you know this guy wants to prove that he can dominate you and destroy you. So, like, I don't know if $5,000 is really worth it to get destroyed by a man like Razor Ramon. He's a big dude. Okay. So then flash forward to the Raw. The response that, that Sean Waltman gives is, and I quote, I'm back here in my Monday Night, lucky Monday Night Raw shirt to answer that challenge. And, and my family and I have reviewed and we don't think $5,000 is enough. Either. His grandma and grandpas don't think he should do it. How much more do you want in $1993? I mean, I know it's going to escalate this bounty. I think he wants nothing. I think he just wants to celebrate his win, and I think he just With wants... With grandma and grandma? Yeah. Now, this will then lead me to my last point here. I think Razor Ramon has the best matches against jobbers because I think that he does, like, four moves. So, like, when we were watching it, I'm like, yo, there's the abdominal stretch. I don't even think he does a sack of shit yet, but he does the abdominal stretch. And when he fucking throws his arms, like, I'm done. Like... That's it. That is the coolest like taunt to set up a finisher that I remember of all of this stuff. Yeah. When he throws his arms like that's it, and he throws him across like fuck it, and then he just does the razor's edge, the most complicit move outside of I don't know. They're all kind of complicit, but that was really complicit because I feel like it's it's unique. It's like I'm gonna throw you between my legs, then I'm gonna flip you over and hold you up. Like there's no way you can't wiggle out of this because the minute you get a good guy, I've seen people wiggle out of it. Like, the minute you get a Shawn Michaels, you get whoever, they wiggle out. And you're like, why would the... Ah, okay. Because it's a show. I got it. <laughs> I got it. You know what I mean? It's like, what? And that's... It's kind of funny because that's why I love the video games so much when you play them, especially as a kid. Because you're like, this kind of translates better to a video game than it does to real life. Because in the video game, you're jamming the buttons. You're like, maybe I'll hit the reversal in time and then I'll get out. Because you're like, yeah, like, that. you should be able to do that. Like, my character's reversal is high enough. It's like, ah, I guess... I guess my man Tony Roy didn't have a high enough uh, reversal. But I just think he does the best. Whenever you see him do these jobber matches, I feel like they're the best. 
right? It's like another level. Cause it's just so like he he so knows how to command the 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 moment. Versus the contrast of like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who I mentioned just reminds me of like a punch out villain, where you're like, okay, he does like two moves. He's kind of slow. But if he hits you, you explode, right? It's like when you're fighting E-Honda or something in Punch-Out. You're like, I got to know this little combo. He does a one-two, one-two, and it hits you. And when it hits you, it really fucks you up. So you got to dodge it. And it's like Hacksaw's finisher is like, I'm just going to stand in the corner like a bull and then bull charge you with a clothesline. Like, bro, just dodge out of the way and punch him in the stomach and you be King Hippo. Like, that's how you do it in (laughs) Punch-Out. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he's like a punch-out. He's such like, he's a throwback to like the 80s. He's a punch-out villain. You're yeah. like, okay, like there's a way to beat him, but clearly my man, Bert Centino, did not, like he didn't get the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide on how to beat Hacksaw no. Jim Duncan. <laughs> he just kind of sat there for two minutes, three minutes, and took it. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Bert Centino got beat by Mr. Hughes. Mark Thomas. Mark Thomas. Shout out, Mark Thomas. Sorry. Two first names. That's how you know that that's his real name. When they have two first names, that's how you know it's from. That's completely false. Um, <laughs> how you know his last name is probably like Mark Thomas Sch- Schwartzelberg. Sch- yeah, it's like Schnittenford. <laughs> yeah, it's like something. His real name is Ralph Sampson. You're like, oh, okay, Mark Thomas, got it. What else? Did, what else were your takeaways? Because oh, I know man. on some of these episodes, a little harder. To build it album. Yeah, one that's filmed on May 4th, the other filmed on May 31st. So we're still back oh, and with forth. With the filming, you and your filming. Um, you, but you don't think that that plays like yeah, any I sort don't. of. I, I mean, I do a little bit, but like not as much. Like the Marty, you, you are. Um, but the Marty Bam Bam. on it. Because the Marty Bam Bam is a live thing that you're watching. Yeah. Right? And we okay. had just talked about last week about how Shawn Michaels, and we didn't even get to see him come into the ring because he had the Intercontinental title when they filmed that before right. so like it just makes but it but I never would have picked that up in when I watched it in 1993 as a as a youngin but I this never is what we're trying that. to do I just would have been like man I don't get to see him walk out that sucks but, I wouldn't have thought like oh you know of course that's like strategic so that you don't see that he has the belt but this oh, is okay. what we're doing is we're watching all this and also I feel like the, I feel like 95% of wrestling is the pageantry yes. to walk out so when you don't see a clown like Shawn Michaels walk out, my man, shout out. Like, when you don't see him walk out, it's like, what are we doing? Like, that's the whole point. Because he's going to stand there and get beat up for, like, I don't know, between 5 and 11 minutes before he decides that he's going to reverse a couple moves and maybe hit you with the sweet chin. He's still working on it. You might do a back suplex. I don't know yet. I don't know. In the video game, back suplex. We haven't done the sweet chin I think he's. Yet. I think in, in real life he's onto the chins now. I mean, the, the he's video games are a little slow to catch up. Um, yeah, but I like it better now without his, like, stamping, you know, when he just hits you with a surprise. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand, like, as a, you know, even watching this now, like, the stamping is fucking dope. It's fucking cool. (laughs) It's the point of the whole thing. It's the point of the whole thing. Because you know that the guy, because like the stamping is building, like it's, I get it, it's it's building the anticipation, but like in the, and then in the when the crowd, guy when he misses, it. when he kicks over his head and misses because the guy ducks, you're like, yeah, because you were fucking stamping like an asshole, right? Or when he claps him, you're like, all right, dude, like you win, like that's the whole point. The point of a lot of it is that, right? It's like, it's like that's what makes this the 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 the, the you got that build up. And then it's just like, boom. And that move of all moves, I'm like, I just don't, 
I don't, you know, he's going to kick you in the face. He doesn't mix it up. He doesn't kick you in the dick. Like just put your, hold your hands up. Oh, when you, you get should. Up there. That would be a good, you know, hold your hands up. Don't, don't, don't get clapped like that. Right? Like, wouldn't well, it be like different? When he's coming at you, just, like, drop to the ground and roll out. Right? You know he's going to kick you in the face. That's the point. Yeah. It's like, there's not a lot of scouting that needs to be done. No. That's the thing, is that the scouting department, shout out scouting department <laughs> for these wrestlers, because there's not a lot. There's just not a lot of scouting going on. Like, shout out, nobody's really scouting to be like, hey guys, like, maybe, you know, when Shawn Michaels is going to try to finish you, he's going to kick you, but his kick is going to be at your face. He's never, ever, ever going to try a chest, chest chop, never try a uh, stomach kick, always at your face. So he just a drop dunk. kick sometimes. Oh, you just mean like his last As kick. finisher. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. mean, like, listen, Razor Ramon, when you get between his legs, like, do everything you can not to get, you know, flipped around. Like, that's how you beat Razor Ramon. Like, just bite. Like, just bite his, bite his inner thigh. Right? That's like a sex game now. Like okay, biting inner saying, thighs. Like, like biting no. man's inner thighs. Like man's is fucking. I don't know. I'm about saying all if that. I got into a fight, I'm using nails, I'm using teeth, I'm pulling hair. Like I'm not fucking around. Like I'm not getting. Like I will do what I can to not get fucked up. Not that I've ever gotten into a fight because I haven't. I'm just saying I'm not too proud to bite you to get you off of me. Okay. It's fair. Anything else we want to take away from all this? I mean, I know we had a couple, we had a face-to-face with me and Jean. Who did he talk to? Was it perfect this time? Uh, face-to-face with me and Jean. Hold on, let me find my little, my little naughty bobs. Um, face-to-face with me and Jean. He does those on superstars. He does the face-to-face. I know, I know. Um, Face to face with me. Yeah. He does Mr. Perfect and Mr. Hughes. And he does Hacksaw and Bam Bam Bigelow. Because those are two of the King of the Ring matches that will be happening. So what are the King of the like what does the King of the Ring look like so far? So I think there's eight people and I think this there is what are, it is. There are eight. I, I if I ran, run them down, I think this is what it is. We got Razor Ramon. Yeah. Bret Hart. That's the first match. Listen, he's the first seed is that what it's number called? one seed? N- number Hart. one seed. Number one seed. First seed. <laughs> you got a perfect Hughes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mister V Mister. Yeah, Lex Luger Tatanka. Undefeateds. So they're at the bottom of the bracket. Lex Luger Tatanka, right? Mm-hmm. And then above them, you have Bam Bam Bigelow mm-hmm. and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's it. Which actually now <laughs> this makes more sense why Hacksaw would face Bam Bam and Yokozuna at that Raw to try and hype people up for that. But why he's with Rick Steiner I don't makes know. no sense. That's why, that's, why he's Rick Steiner. That's the piece That of makes it. no sense. That's Wait, like, Rick Steiner or Scott Steiner? Rick Steiner. <laughs> that's actually even funnier. I don't, I don't know. That's the part that makes no sense. Not the part that he's fighting the two of them. Like, I get that because we're still doing that. But, like, that makes no sense. Maybe, you know, maybe it was, <laughs> maybe Hulk Hogan was supposed to be there and didn't show up. I don't know. No fucking way. No fucking way Hulk Hogan's supposed to show up for a dark match on no way. Well, it would have been a televised match. This man doesn't... It would have been a televised match. He doesn't match. show up in 1993. I want to remind you that Bam Bam Bigelow was in that match, and he was also in a match for the Intercontinental title. Listen, Bam Bam's not fucking around. I want to remind you that Hacksaw Jim Duggan was in that match and also in a regular match. I, never, I really don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you on any of that. I just made an oops. Um, yeah, and then we got... Like an eight-man tag, right? Don't, isn't it the, the Steiners? The eight-man tag is the Steiners. And the Guns. And the Guns versus... Money the... Inc. and the Head Shrinkers, yep. right? Yep. And we got... inner. Well, so far it's just Shawn Michaels versus Crush. We don't know yet that it's going to be an intercontinental. 
Championship match? She doesn't have the belt. He's got to win it back from Hardy. Spoiler alert. Um, and, of Hulk course. Hulk Hogan Yokozuna. Hulk Hogan Yokozuna, yeah. I think it ends up. I think it ends up in terms of like old school wrestling being re- like a really good thing. Like I do because I think it is. I the think Hulk Hogan Yokozuna or just the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Hulk Hogan Yokozuna has a great finish. I do remember the finish is great, but you know what? I don't. I don't remember. You it. will. I just remember the ceremony and what happens at the ceremony. But it's fun because I, I I do want to see. And I know what happens with the Tatanka Lex Luger match. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's all I really remember. Well, you remember that. Because I know who wins. You remember that because you remember and you remember who Bret Hart faces, and then it's like, well, how does all that happen? Mm-hmm. And all the adversity of how much he has to face. <laughs> Seriously, he goes through three matches. Bam, bam goes through one. Oh my god, we're just throwing spoilers out. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, it's fucking thirty years ago. If you don't know now, you know. True. I mean, listen, if you... <laughs> right? Like, you're here because you want to hear us talk I'm about... Kidding. I'm really kidding. Yeah, I was going to be like, you're here because you want to hear us talk about the shit. You're not here because you want to be like, oh, shit. You know? Like, I mean, like, shouldn't they have thrown in, like, a Sherry Luna match? Like, if they're going to build this... Maybe like, they sh- do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they do. I guess we'll find out. But I feel like they need to be spotlit, spotlighted at a... Well, we don't even have the women's title right now that we see out there. Where's Alundra? Probably in Japan. Probably wrestling for real. Right. Yeah. Before she gets here, it's like here's a Lunder Blaze versus like literally three uh, Japanese wrestlers, and you're like, I don't get this. There's some weird shit that goes on where you're like, I understand what you were trying to do, uh-huh. but there just was no connection to the American audience in any way. And I think that that's pretty cool too, you know. And I was thinking, and I was thinking about this, you know. And I'll I'll leave this here on this episode because I feel like, you know, we could talk about it for a couple minutes. But, like, you think about it, and you're like, Japanese people, I'm just going to call them Mexican people, but, you know, Spanish people, but Mexican people, then, like, American people, and especially, like, American Southwest, and then, like, American Southeast, and then, at this point, you know, like, Midwest, and then, like, also, like, WWF, right? There's all these different wrestling, it's so regional, that it's I think like Southwest is accurate though, because a lot of the Mexican wrestlers, that's a, you know. Sure, but I'm saying like Mexican wrestlers specifically are doing a lot of luchador stuff, mm-hmm. and they're smaller people generally, not all, but generally. Otherwise, they're like really big, but they're they're doing a specific type of like very acrobatic wrestling, right? And then you have like Japanese yeah. people that are also doing acrobatic wrestling, but then they're even into like death matches and like wild shit. Also stereotypically smaller people. I think that's okay to say, right? I think it's fine. Because yeah, I mean, that, not... that's kind of the... Well, that's why, they're do, that's why they're able to do more acrobatic shit. Then you mm-hmm. have, like, Vince McMahon's WWF, where everybody's roided out. You have, Big-ass Americans. You have, like, fucking... Midwest, you know, Mid-South and, Mid- like, the Midwest wrestling, where the guys maybe are, like, a little bit leaner and whatever. You got the Dusty Roads of the world, all these people... Like different when regional things. When I think things. about leaner, I really think about Dusty Rhodes. No, I'm just talking. I was talking about <laughs> no, more, more like the storylines that they're trying to tell and the things they're trying to do versus yeah. like the WWF where it's like here's Hulk Hogan, you know, like he's Hulk Hogan, he's fucking, he's a man, and then you're thinking like, okay, these other promotions are using guys like Dusty Rhodes and all this other stuff. It's just cool to think about like how regional this whole thing is, mm-hmm. because if you really were into it and you're like, I really like the Japanese wrestling, like I don't even know how the fuck you'd get that. You have to get, get tapes imported? I don't even fucking know. Oh, back then? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a specific different type of wrestling. Because then I remember, I, you know, like, we, like 
It was the 30th anniversary of the King of the Ring. We popped that on the other day, the 96 King of the Ring. Or not, no, it wasn't 30. It was just, it happened, 20, I guess, you know, 27 years ago, the 96 King of the Ring. So we popped it on, and I'm just thinking as I see Mankind, I'm like, yo, Mankind, who was just Cactus Jack doing fucking death matches in Japan. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, man. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. That was just my thought about how cool that is. And I'm just thinking, you know, when they're showing, like, Rey Mysterio and, like, all these different people. And I'm like, man, like, this is different wrestling. And then, you know, when you watch some of these, like, Dark Side of the Rings or other things. And they're like, oh, Eric Bischoff is trying to incorporate some of the older WWF stuff. But then also incorporate, like, the luchadors and people from Mexico. It's just cool to think, like, if you like a certain type of thing, here's that. I say that because I feel like with the women's division, they're probably more akin, I would imagine, to either the Japanese way or the Mexican way of, like, luchadors because they're not, like, giant, giant, they're not all Chinas at this point that I would say is probably somebody who's doing more, like, traditional, let's say, American wrestling, right? Yeah. Because it's just, like, the the WWF, especially during this new generation period, will just randomly be, like, you're even an attitude, or, like, here's Kai and Tai, and you're, like, these guys are good. Like, here's Takamichi Noku. Like, we're going to create an entire division for him, but not really have any people that you're going to really be able to, like, get behind because, like, you don't really know what you're seeing. Because he's so good. Like, the Michinoku driver's cool. Like, all that stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and Alondra Blaze is really good. But again, it's just there's no audience because that's just not what you're showing. The, the programming you're showing me is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and Diesel's about to make an appearance next week. Like, you're showing me these giant dudes. I'm like, that, there's no way that dude can beat those dudes. Right? That's what I got. That's I mean, my stump for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a missed opportunity, I think, with Sherry and Luna. Because I don't remember what happens. And um, it'd be cool if, like, one of them could start off with the women's championship belt. And then Alondra Blaze could come in and get it. You know what I mean? Doesn't like, somebody drop it to Luna at some point, though? Well, Luna never got it. That was when we watched a Dark Side of the Ring about her. That was one of the sad uh, things. But somebody that... had it that they were going to drop it to her. Yeah. Wasn't it Sherry? I thought it was Sherry like has it and was going to drop it to her, but like obviously not. I think Sherry had it in the past, <sighs> yeah, but Luna never got it. And I think that was like one of the really sad things because she's really good, yeah. you know? And like then in the you know later 90s when all the women look like supermodels and it's just, you know, Luna kind of was. Not that, but still probably the best wrestler out of all of them. You know, China excluded. And then she never, you know. Yeah. So, bummer. It's a bummer. Bummer city. Bummer city, bummer. I have a question for you. Sure. Steiner Brothers match. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Rick Steiner do the pin? No. Because I think that's part of their, like, That it's always finisher. got? Well, because the, yeah, okay, yeah, cause that's part of the finisher. Right? I think so. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure somewhere he does pin them. I don't know. I, just, I was just asking. Numbers. I just wanted to know. I was I asking for a friend. Is the friend Rick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on this episode? Oh, no. So as, got nothing. as we always do as part of this exercise, as part of what we're doing, we're always trying to analyze and see if we can find anything behind the scenes stuff without going too crazy. As we build towards um, the seminal event in wrestling history, which is going to happen in 97 in Montreal. I saw uh, Vincent K. McMahon, the announcer. Mm -hmm. I saw minimal interactions with anyone to lead me to believe that he's the owner and pulling the strings. (laughs) I didn't see Shawn Michaels. 
I heard a lot about him. They talked about him a lot. And I didn't see my man Bret Hart. Talked about him a little bit. Didn't see them. Didn't see Hulk Hogan in action. Still haven't. We saw a promo. Shout out. Yeah, we we did. Yeah. But these fucking no, promos, like I'm, he's I'm not over the promos. With I'm him. done with that. What I have seen, <laughs> it's almost done. It, what I have seen is Razor Ramon out here She's trying not. to beef with the kid. He's heated. He's trying to beef. He's angry. He wants his shot at revenge. <sighs> That's it. I've got nothing. I'm not moving the meter. I didn't see anything. Where the fuck is the Undertaker too? Like real talk. Where's my man's at? Oh, maybe he's in Bermuda. I don't know. Maybe he's on vacation. Maybe he's in the Bermuda Triangle. I don't fucking know. I haven't seen oh, my shit. man. Oh shit! He's not gonna be at King of the Ring, right? At least not. No. There's no matches. No. I'll I'll look into that. Maybe he's hurt or something. Probably SummerSlam and comes back. There really isn't a place for him because like I don't. I, you I mean, know. He can hear you. No, I'm gonna be serious. Undertaker is like as you know when we first started rewatching everything. I made a specific analogy. You'd be like. There's, you know, heels and then faces and then go back and forth to get the Attitude Era and you're just kind of, everybody's kind of like in a soup in the middle and you kind of go one way or the other. But The Undertaker's always in his own world. Like, he's not challenging for the Intercontinental title. He's above that. And so, like... Yeah, he's never, isn't that funny? He's never had that. Right, because it's just, it never was a thing. Because he came in when we first started doing all this in November of 92, you know, when they had the gobbledygooker. And then he comes in and beats... <laughs> One night in Texas or whatever beats fucking, you know, Survivor Series beats Hogan, then loses it immediately in one night in Texas, and then we're just here. Yeah, I know the Gobbledygooker pin. Shout out, fucking dope ass wrestling pins that I got you, Gobbledygooker. But he just like he's never, I don't know, he's just never involved in any of this stuff. You know, like it's just not like he's above that. And, like, right now, they don't need him to be in the tag team division because they have traditional tag teams. So it's just like, well, there's not really space for him yet to have his beef with Yokozuna, which he will in due time. But he's just not here. So maybe he's injured. I don't know. But I don't know how he could get involved. Like, you can't have him be the king of the ring. It's a fucking Undertaker, man. You don't need that shit. I feel like he was around, like, a couple a couple weeks ago. He did, like, a um match, like a... He might, yeah. No, I don't he know. Probably, he probably I did. Really I'm just saying. It. It's like one of those things where you just you just think about it and you go. So he's allowed to bounce out once in a while. His career lasted long enough. He well, could... he's so, but he could, because he's so, he transcends all of it. His character is so fucking ridiculous and only he could do it. Yeah. Like he transcends everything. Then you're like, oh shit, the under, oh shit. Yeah. Business picked up. I don't know why the Undertaker's here. Somebody is probably going to put in a body bag and a casket. Somebody's Who knows gonna where? Die. Somebody's gonna die. But then it's kind of like a cartoon. But then where he's somebody's gonna, gonna die. die because. But then they, like a good sitcom or cartoon, they'll be resurrected next week, and it's like you never even well, because, remember that they died. Next week wouldn't have been a month ago. Hashtag Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> it could have been a month earlier. You don't even know. They they will go away in a body bag and then pop up again. You're like, oh so, shit, yeah. that's Dwayne Gill again. <laughs> There he is. He Shout made out to it. My man. <laughs> All right, Jen. Anything else you want to add? Mm. No, thank you. All right. That has been another <laughs> episode of Shoots and Ladders. We are still in the month of June recording. We haven't given out any awards. Oh, shit. Holler. So there is something else I want to add. Okay. I thought that's where you were going. The winner for me, best dress. Boom. Straight out the gate. Razor Ramon in his fucking reds. He comes out in his reds. I like him in his blacks. Okay. So who you got then? For winner yeah. or for best dressed? Best dressed. 
Hmm. I mean, nobody really, like, struck me this week as being, like... The kid? Can we give it to the kid for for doubling down on his Monday Night Raw shirt? Nah, because he's just repping for the he's just repping for the team with his Monday. But because he, he doesn't even they don't even know his name on the back of his shirt. It says like uh, on the back of his tights. It's like L one two three or something. They don't even know who he is yet. So he doesn't even have his own merch to promo. I know. What's so he's it? out no, here with like the generic. L kid. L kid. So he's out here with the generic shit. Come on, give it to him. Okay. If you're not gonna give it to Razor. I'll give it to the kid and his mullet and his his raw shirt and he and his eyebrows because they're still here. Shout out to his eyebrows. Shout out to Sean Walton's eyebrows. <laughs> Who's the loser of the week? Oh. The loser. Uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? Bam, bam. Because how do you get fucking DQ'd? How do you get counted out? That's on you. You should never get counted oh, out Sherry. in a title match. You should always be cognizant of the ref's 10 count, Jen. He was hot-headed. Bam Bam's a loser. There, there was your title shot, and you couldn't figure it out. So I'm gonna say Bam Bam's a loser of the week. I'm gonna give the winner to Marty because he is a, a fighting champion, and he he held on to his championship for one more week. Uh my winner of the week is going to be. And he looked good, you know. He, he... You know, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this man a shout out. This might be the only time he wins. My guy, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, because you know what. <laughs> <laughs> every time you come out you chant for america and this was the right time to do it okay you have two episodes you can do it this one and july 4th right and i know that this july 4th you're not going to be involved because that's going to be the fucking great intrepid slam and whatever bullshit you might be involved but it's not for you i'm just saying right because where's that next year no it's got to be this year it's this year it's like in july where they um, fucking fly lex luger in a goddamn helicopter oh my god, oh my god i can't wait so, so i have so to... much money was wasted for that fucking thing man <laughs> and i love the one football player that literally picks him up and then he just like has to put him down you'll see there's like a, i think it's like a no i remember yeah and it's like I he like he like had him and they're like no 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 we gotta wait not for you yeah yeah no 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 um i have to renege on giving the kid best rest I gotta give it to Tatanka. True. His black jeans and his black steel tip cut. You know what? When no you shirt. when you forget, when you forget about things, forget. you gotta remember, like yo. And then there was a conversation, and I'm gonna leave everybody here. If you made it to the end, you get to understand. There was a conversation that occurred. I look at those boots, which we had just discussed last week. <laughs> oh no! And we're like, yo, like yo, this is the boots that Shawn Michaels wore to get his ass kicked by Mr. Perfect. And you said, no, 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 no. Those are not the boots that he wore. Those boots were red. And I said, well. No, gr- he said, no, those are the boots. I said, no, those are the boots. And then in my mind, I said, let's agree to disagree. I wasn't going any further. I oh. wasn't trying to actually determine whether or not they were red or black. You then decided on your own volition to keep going down the rabbit hole to prove you were right. As if somehow the universe cared what color boots Guys, they were red boots that Tatanka had. So what we know, what we've learned about the backstage lifestyles of the WWF wrestlers in 1993 is that Tatanka had two different color boots. Black steel toe and red. Like cowboy boots. Shout out Jen for being obsessed with Shawn Michaels (laughs) outfits at all times. But that was his best outfit. He was wearing jeans and like like a graphic... Like a graphic WWF tee and red steel tip cowboy boots. How can I forget that? That's like the best outfit he's worn. That's wild. Is it better or worse than the mirrors that he wears? 
It's a different thing. This is better clothes. or worse than the all white for him to face the Undertaker. Better or worse than <laughs> him wearing. The, see, exactly. See, this is what I'm saying. Like you can keep going because you know all of his outfits. Don't act like you don't. I don't know all of his outfits, um, <clears throat> but I did know the red boots. And you're welcome. Well, as always, guys. Best match fun. of the week. Bat- match of the week? We already discussed it. There's only one answer for the match of the week. Marty, mm-hmm. Marty Gennetti, Bam Bam Bigelow. That's it. Oh, remember when we used to do words of the week? We haven't done that in like a hot minute. You know what the word of the week for this week is? What? Bullshit. Why? I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the wrong. was good. It's bullshit that, tata- that fucking one, two, three kid won't wrestle. It's oh. bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. The man was offered $2,500. Two days later, 5000 doesn't want to get beat up. Look, he's like, I don't want to be crippled for the rest of my life because I have to like for five thousand dollars. Who has the tag team belts right now? I'm on team. Who has the tag team belts right now? The monies. Okay, and what is Million Dollar Man's fucking motto? Everybody's got a price. But his price isn't five grand. So so come out, say yo, I want twenty five grand to wrestle you, bro. Be a fucking man. You already beat him. He's a kid. You already teabagged this man. man You already teabagged him. You already teabagged him. I saw it. That was the sloppiest fucking flop back I've ever seen. It was sloppy. It worked. It was sloppy. It was sloppy. It worked. If you were trying to say, you know, you know, sometimes where they show those like, oh, you know, wrestling is real, and then they show like a video of someone just like. Put you know even like 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 the famous pinky incident where they did the pinky pin the for no re- the finger of doom right mm-hmm. it's like yo you see that and you go I I don't understand what how, how looks like it's not not a great look for my guys okay you did that for probably four hundred dollars like come on dude yo give me ten grand and let's get this match I have a feeling that that might be a number that's coming out soon but I think that match is what probably SummerSlam. I don't remember. We'll see. Anyway, bullshit, because I just don't understand why the kid won't name his price. He doesn't have a price. He's just happy he won. Everybody has a price. So you should, please, follow us on Instagram Mm -hmm. at shoots, double underscore, and double underscore letters. Where where are we on Twitter? Shoots, underscore, and... Underscore ladders. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're still listening, that's awesome. Thank you for sticking around. We're just going to keep going because yeah. nobody can stop us. Unstoppable. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.